0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 50 show. I am Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, joined by the co-host of the show, the Silent Witness coordinator, Steve Reum. Steve, thank you for
1: being here. Good morning. Thanks, Jamie.
0: It's we have trouble getting on each other's schedules where we can both be here. It's either you or it's me or sometimes it's Darren Birch, so it's cool when we get to do this together. So thank you for getting over here. I know that you probably were looking forward to sleeping in.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Uh, I got enough sleep, but I am looking forward to doing the show with you today.
0: We're joined today by uh, so I say it all the time a friend and a coworker but truly a friend. Vinny Cole, so Vincent Cole is known by many in the in the community as a public information officer for the Phoenix Police Department. He's also amazing at history. Uh, I tell people he's the Cliff Clavin of police work. Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now before before we talk a little bit about what you're doing with the history and the Phoenix Police Department history, previously, folks will recognize your voice. You were on, you were kind of talking about the rich history of our department, you've actually started to parlay your love of history into an outside interest, an outside career, and future career. Before we dig into either of those topics, though, can you just talk a little bit about what a public information officer for a police department does? Because I think it looks a lot easier on TV than it does the day-to-day.
2: Sure. And I always say that us speaking on TV in front of a camera is about 10% of what we do. So largely what we are is the central hub for communication, both internal and external within the department. Um, That information that we receive, that we disseminate, uh, is either we put it out ourselves or we get inquiries about it. So that's a lot of what we do. We do a lot of behind-the-scenes speaking with the media and uh, get, getting information that we feel is pertinent for the community to know.
0: And that information comes in 24-7. So uh, if you're a public information officer, uh, I would imagine for certain places, maybe you're off on the weekends, You your team always has somebody on call who's fielding calls and emails all through the weekend, whether it's for a collision that's shutting down an intersection and causing a traffic issue or or something, you know, a a crime scene, somebody's always on call. Do you find that that is easy to do, or do you feel like, I can never truly turn it off? I always have to be aware, watching the news, watching the emails, or, you know, how does that work? How does that resonate
2: when you're home? So it is always nice to kind of be in the loop as far as what's going on in our department. Uh, and so there's a benefit to that. Um, we are the fifth largest city in America. So the information that is requested of us is, is substantial. Um, so being able to turn it off is difficult when you have those standby weekends. But police work's a 24-hour business. And ultimately, we're here to serve the citizens. And we have to get information out uh, for their well-being and in even some instances, just sheer convenience. If there's a water main break or something like that and it's going to affect someone's commute, I'd rather they be able to avoid that area and, and be able to go about their day without interruption.
0: One of the things that I appreciate about our department, when you talk about being here for the community we serve, is is that sense of service. That's why I signed up for this department. And I think Steve and you the same reason. So, if anyone's interested in learning more about becoming a Phoenix police officer, or is interested in other professional staff careers in the department, please check out phoenix.gov/employment, or you can call six zero two two six two six nine two five. Now, before we dig into your history background, I want to include Steve. Steve, you've been doing the silent witness thing for a bit. You've got a great team on board. Are you still liking the public information aspect? Is there anything you want the community to know about the
1: program? Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting to really fall in love with the program, and I think it's a great tool for police departments, law enforcement, and detectives to use. And I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to push out there is that Silent Witness is 100% anonymous, so it allows witnesses to crimes, felony crimes that occur in Maricopa County to remain anonymous, remain safe, and possibly get a reward up to $1,000 for felonies and $2,000 for homicides. And again, you know, detectives would get that information, but it's 100% anonymous. They would have no idea who's calling that information in. It's a constant educational
0: component, not just for the community, but for the folks that we work with. Because if you haven't experienced the program, you don't realize how effective it is uh, and how important it is to law enforcement. Vinny, you've got a rich vein of law enforcement running through you, but you also love of history. The last time you were here, we talked a little bit about how you marry those two uh, intriguing aspects of your life. Can you talk a little bit about how you how you how those
2: two things mesh and what you've been able to do when talking about Phoenix PD history? Sure. So uh, the department has been in existence since 1881, and this part of the valley has grown exponentially since then. So there's a lot of people that were here, and there's a lot of things of note that happened here. Uh, my background is I've just completed my coursework for my master's in public history, and the the essentially the purpose of that degree is to make information accessible to the public, kind of what I do professionally right now. Um, so there's a ton of history that often requires a little bit of digging because landscapes change People leave. So being able to have an understanding of what's going on in a city, anything of relevance that happens here, there's a good chance the department was involved in some way. Um, so being able to just do research in the very facet, various facets of our department's history that marries our city's history um, is is kind of how you get this sort of information out. And there's things that people wouldn't know about that exist here.
1: Yeah, Vinny, uh, I remember uh, one night, uh, you took me around the city and kind of gave me a tour. But you know, it was a tour about the history of the city, small tour downtown Phoenix, but also a history of the Phoenix Police Department. And I thought that was really interesting that you had all that information and that you knew about that and that you could kind of pass that information down to new officers and new people in the department. Do you think that why do you think the history of the Phoenix Police Department is so important
2: and it's tied to the history of the city of Phoenix? Kind of, as I had mentioned before, if something of relevance happens within the city, the department's going to be involved. And thinking just outside the boundaries of crimes that have occurred of note, uh, major events and things like that, you're going to have a Phoenix police presence. That's always been the case, and it always will be the case. Um, So there's some interest in that to begin with. But as I had mentioned about, you know, our downtown looks considerably different than it did 10 years ago so a lot of the things landmarks and things like that that are noteworthy to people some of that stuff is either being masked or it's it's just going away through the normal you know passage of time so having a knowledge of where we came from what was there before what's there now uh, i think that creates a greater buy-in from our employees and our citizens because it speaks to the culture of the city as 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 a living thing as opposed to just being a a city where people live. And We're you, talking
0: to Sergeant Vincent Vinnie Cole of the Phoenix Police Department Public Information Bureau.
2: Yeah, uh
1: Vinnie and you mentioned that you recently uh completed an advanced uh degree. You think uh how do you think uh that education and higher education in general is important and it's going to improve you and the lives of uh the citizens of phoenix
2: Uh, public history is largely research-based so the research aspect of it is something i do on a regular basis in my job now Um, if somebody has an inquiry that requires a little bit of digging on my end um, it's it's research-based so being able to do intelligible um, viable research is probably been the best thing I've been able to extract from my education, which was an excellent program, by the way. But uh, being able to—that's one of the direct applications, and that can be used in any form. You can do research on business matters. I choose history, and obviously, history of the city. Um, and you're
1: you're largely involved with the Phoenix Police Museum, correct mm-hmm. downtown? Uh, Do you want to talk just a little bit about the museum, where it's at?
2: Right. So our uh, Phoenix Police Museum is located in Historic City Hall. Um, Easiest way to find that is the old courthouse. It's on the south side of that. Um, the museum has exhibits interpreting various stages and eras of Phoenix PD history. We also have things like a memorial room to honor uh, our fallen officers. Um, but there's there's some other exhibits and, and things that include uh, relics of times past, and it's it's worth a go. It's free admission, so it's one of those uh, you have some time to kill downtown. That's definitely a place you would want to visit. Now, one other
1: thing that you've told me about that you – you did when on your career as a phoenix police officer and i don't know if you've talked about it on this podcast before was when you were on a calls for service you met um a family member of an officer that died and that officer wasn't on the police memorial
2: right um so i had a call for service i was a patrol sergeant and um inside you know when we go to calls for service we also speak to the people and chat. chant and this person had a uh patch from the Navajo Nation Police Department on their wall, and that sparked a conversation if they had anybody in the family that was on the job out there, and uh, I'd found out from this woman that her grandfather served with them, and I had asked if he was retired, and and she had said that he was killed, and um, his name was never added to the wall. So again, that history aspect of of uh, my degree program was really good with helping me figure out resources to be able to prove uh, when an officer gets honored on a mo- on the National Law Enforcement Memorial in D.C. It's not just a we know his name and we put it on there. There's a lot of paperwork that has to be done, and they have to truly verify that person's service. So it you have to obviously prove the person existed. You have to prove that they served on the police department, and um, you have to prove that their death occurred in the performance of their duties. And fortunately, even though this incident occurred in the 60s, we we're able to gather that information to prove his service.
1: That's great.
0: I'm not proud of this. Uh, I know I'm not a history guy. I've, I've actually never really found history exciting. I've shared that with you before, which is why I find your brain so fascinating because you you are innately driven towards that digging. And historically, no pun intended, I would always find it just is, it's a class you took or something. Went on a tour of Boston, I shared with you. I, I couldn't get off that tour bus quick enough. But what you've done is you've taken your passion and then you've changed the lives of survivors. You put a human face to it by doing this. You've uncovered things that were previously not known. And that must resonate with those families. Can you describe what that was like
2: when you were able to get that that honor for them so it was much less for me and and certainly for them and being able to so the thing about the national law enforcement memorial is that will always be there and looking at this generationally uh, the victim in this talked about generational impact of the loss of her grandfather Uh, they're six generations away from now, their kids, uh, great-great-grandchildren will be able to go to that memorial and know that, A, he existed, B, he served the citizens of the jurisdiction he worked, which in this case was the Navajo Nation, and um, that he gave his life in the service of that community.
0: Thank you for what you did for them and for all the families that you've helped uncover unknown facts. It's, it's definitely not a strength I have, but I, and I tell people all the time, watching you in that arena is impressive because you can tell it takes truly, you've traveled, you've invested your own money, you saw the education, you do it because it's just your passion. So now we're talking a little bit about history. So here's my my question for you, Vinny: When you leave this career, when you move along in in wherever you move, whatever you do, what do you want
2: to best be known for? What do you want your legacy to be? Ironically, I want it to be the legacy of others. I want to concrete things other people have done and make it accessible to the general public. If they want to know what Sergeant Rothschild did on the Phoenix Police Department, regardless if they know you or not, I want that history to be accessible.
0: You could have probably found a, a much less boring example than what <laughs> I did. But what you did has really inspired others and, and impacted families so truly Sergeant Vinnie Cole, thank you for what you do. Thank you. Not just for the Honor Guard, not just for the Phoenix Police Department, but for your love of history and helping others. Sergeant Steve Reum, thank you for joining us today. As always, thank you to Ed, our producer. If you want to learn more about Silent Witness, check out silentwitness.org. Or if you have information that can lead to an unsolved felony crime, please dial 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377. Thank you to Bonneville for this time. And most importantly, thank you to you, the listening audience. Until next week. Stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480 Witness. That's 480-948-6377.